I'm also fucking freezing. It's cold. Does your wife know? Baby, it's cold down here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm also recording. Do we, do we have a... Uh, Not yet. Or? Later, later, we have some ads. Right okay, later, we have business. Have. Yeah. But right now, the business is... Uh, I'm John Maltz. I am not John Holtz, but I am Lex Friedman and open for business. I'm closed. All the way closed. Till like January 4th, 5th, <laughs> 2019. Completely wow. shut down. I'm John Armstrong. Welcome to Turning This Car Around. Hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> hey, happy has it been? Hanukkah. Has it been a while? <laughs> not to get Lex going. But oh, my God. It's been a while. Um... <laughs> So today, as we're recording, today is my uh, my middle child, Sierra. It's uh, her 10th birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Um, happy birthday. And uh, last night, while uh, in the house upstairs, Sierra uh, fell down and broke oh, no. her wrist as it turned oh, out. Oh, God. So oh, no. She, that's uh, no good. in her 10th birthday with a, uh, a broken wrist. She well, that sucks. In some kind of splint type situation and she's got uh, a month or so of uh, healing time oh god damn huh that's well, that's a bummer please send yeah. her regards i yes. will i will send her your regards now because it was her birthday she had been asking for uh you know stuff and we gave her her birthday present early which was a a new member of the family so we did add <gasps> a member to our family <gasps> Uh-oh. his name is harry potter okay. and he lives in a fish tank because he is a beta fish. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, that's, mm, that's an interesting name choice for that breed of fish. Yeah. yeah. I thought she could have done beta. Mm-mm. Oh, God. <laughs> that's wrong. I was beta testing that Did you set, the whole th- you set that whole thing mm-hmm. up, right? You decided you were going to give your daughter a fish for her birthday in order to do that lame that joke bitch. on this podcast. Yeah. Yep. Mm, yeah, I did it on purpose. That's correct. Um, <laughs> Not a fish. <laughs> no. Technically. Do you want to repeat that? Are you hard of herring? <laughs> uh, you're floundering. If I do too many, you're going to get a headache. Um, you guys, seriously. <laughs> seriously. It needs to stop. We have a problem. Armstrong, you're just being shellfish. But uh, <laughs> the... Uh, the fish, I'm the sure. original plan was the fish was going to live Lex, in Sierra's stop room. being a clown fish. <laughs> uh, it ended up that the fish is going to live in the kitchen instead. We decided that was a better place. Not like we're going to cook and eat the fish, but just that's where the tank is. Um, <laughs> but she, uh, she takes care of Harry so far, and she's very excited. So uh, that's the deal. And now she <laughs> also got to show off her like broken wrist in school today, which I think was a win. And she had to leave school in the middle of the day to go see the orthopedist because yesterday it was urgent care. And they were like, this is what we can put on, but tomorrow you should go see the real orthopedist. Not yeah. that this doctor wasn't a real orthopedist. You should go see an actual like, doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, this is not the right splint that I'm putting on, but it'll help for today. So now she's in the right splint and it's a whole thing. I'm a veterinarian. <laughs> I don't actually practice medicine. <laughs> in scare I'm not quotes. technically a doctor, mm-hmm. but I've watched a lot of MASH. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you watched exactly. The Good Doctor, the new show? I am. Uh, I am in the middle of picking our healthcare for next next year, which is uh, Ooh, <laughs> trying. Basically, times. seems like trying to decide: Are we going to have absolutely no money, or are we going to go to veterinarians? Mm-hmm. Or so. are 
we're going to just risk it and hope we don't go to anything and don't have to pay any crazy like co-insurance or co-pays yeah, or yeah. 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 I can't do, I can't bring myself to do that. Mm-mm. Which it's, would it's be ridiculous. Much more reasonable financially. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I downloveled last year. Not advisable. Uh, especially anyway. if you have any maintenance you know meds or anything like that like like you know medicine that you always have to prescribe mm-hmm. to or yeah, regularly sure. take or whatever yeah. and plus the fun stuff mm-hmm. right that's right fun stuff not included right <clears throat> batteries also well last night was the uh winter production at Hank's uh, school. Hank was not in the production, but he was doing the videography. So oh, uh, nice. he was in the audience with an iPad taping the whole thing, uh, along with another student. Was the iPad the, the camera? On the, on the other side. Uh, yeah. Wow. And um, it, was, it, was a, it was a good production. And the, 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 so it's a small school. So they use kids from, um, you know, like the elementary on up to through high school. Uh, so <laughs> there was, it was this story being told by like an el- a village elder to a, to a child. Uh, and, um, the child was played by one of the el- elementary school <laughs> students who did a very good job. Um, she was very good at projecting. You could understand everything she said and she, uh, emoted well that she was funny and, but, <laughs> It feels but, like there's a butt coming. Yes, there's a butt. But, mm. And it was absolutely adorable. Every time she caught a glimpse of her parents in the audience, she would wave at them. <laughs> just like, and like a huge shit-eating grin on her face and big wave. <laughs> and it was just, it was fantastic. It was that is really so, funny. She was so happy to be up there and and so happy to be seeing her parents in the audience. So uh, yesterday, as we record, was the uh, spelling bee at Sierra School, and she had qualified for the spelling bee. And there were like uh, 20 kids or so. And she gets her first word, she crushes her second word, crushes her third or fourth. And so like uh, the very first kid gets out on the very first word, and it kills me. And the same thing actually happened to Anya a year ago. She didn't get out on the first word, but she got out because she spelled violins when the word was violence, because the sound system is terrible, and they're not oh. good at these things. And I was like, yeah, Anya, actually, that's why you see on TV when you watch the spelling bee that they're always asking for definitions or word in a sentence or all the things. You want to make sure, you have, even if you're certain you know how to spell it, you want to get all the info so you don't make any mistakes. And the very first kid, they're like, your word is ending. And she goes, could you repeat that? And they go, ending. And she goes, ending. E-N-D-A-N-E. Like she thought it was just some word she'd never heard of, ending, because she couldn't hear it well. Right. And... Uh, loses instantly which is dumb uh but so the then trapped her open and she fell through the exactly. yeah right yeah i'm trying to communicate to sierra that i want her to ask for a sentence every single time and i can't yeah. I, I don't know how to communicate this to her from the audience and i make eye contact with her and i'm like ask for a sentence and she's like okay i will and she goes for her next word and she they give it to her and she spells it correctly and I'm like, hey, what about asking for a sentence? And she's mm-hmm. like signing mm-hmm. to me like, I knew that one pops. Like I wasn't going to ask like, him like every time ask for the sentence. And she's like, okay. So the <laughs> next time she comes up and like your word is molten. And she's like, molten. Can you use it in a sentence? And she gives me this look of happy dude. <laughs> happy go, now, dad. A big, a big mug to dad. <laughs> the sentence was something like, you know, uh, she prefers to have her uh, sandwiches referred to as molten cheese because she thinks that sounds fancier. Uh, 
and then she spelled molten wrong, and that was it. But it was a good time spelling me. The sentence did not hurt or harm oh, well. uh, or help. But uh, yeah, yeah. Right. it was a good showing. And then later that day, she broke her wrist. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's brutal. Damn. Damn. I do you remember Marlo? as a kid, like, mm. you know, I, I uh, was in a sledding accident. Or I it made it sound like there were other people involved, but it was just me. Uh, and bashed my head open and got, um, I forget how many stitches, but I got a bunch of stitches and it was a, you know, it's, I still have the, a big scar on my head. And the, I, that was over Christmas break. And then I remember going back into school after Christmas break and um, being very excited about, you know, showing people um, my big scar. And some other kid had a scar that was bigger. <laughs> that he had gotten over christmas break it was like mine was like three inches and his was like four inches it's just like you son of a bitch mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the jaws scene right where they're comparing scars mm-hmm. yeah yeah on the boat right i only know that i only remember that because we watched it recently with the kids i just yeah oh with the kids yeah no oh, oh, look nice. i saw it when i was 10 or whatever. How old was I? Did I you really? Yeah, nine or ten. My we watched it. Wow. They came back in the theaters. Like it was. It was. You know. Like it had a rebound or something. There was like a, it was a. Yeah, it was a podcast. Yeah. Shh. Point is, I saw it when I was young, and it scared the shit out of me. I was gonna say yeah, because I remember uh, I used to share a bedroom with my brother, and he when he was like fourteen he came home from seeing that movie and I was in bed and I remember there being like a big ruckus because he was completely freaked out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like 14. I think he was about 14, something like that. I can't remember exactly how old, but, but, uh, I remember, um, you know, waking up just because there was a commotion, commotion, great, well, great fear. You know, kids, a lot of times I, I'm going to just do a little sidebar here. Kids, I think a lot of times you show kids stuff that we saw when we were younger and even stuff in the nineties, like it was edited differently. It sounds different. The music's like the whole pacing's different. And I think a good movie, it doesn't matter when it was made. It has correct, has good enough pacing that you're involved with the characters, no matter how long the scenes are, you know, there's no, like there doesn't need to be nut burger editing because the characters are strong enough. The script is strong enough to carry it. And right. I'm seeing that kind of borne out like Jaws, you know, it's an old movie and the kids really were into it. We kept, you know, like I kept waiting for him to kind of, you know, zone out kind of, yeah. Mm, right. Hey, right. Can we watch something else, please? You know, or whatever. Then they stayed with it. And, um, hmm. also some of the, 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 it struck me that some of the stylistic choices of like just the random dialogue stuff was it really handled well. Anyway, it was kind of surprised. Anyway, but Jaws, scary. I mm-hmm. I cannot Young. convince my kids to watch scary movies. Even Anya, who loves movies and wants to watch a movie with me, like would watch a movie with me every day if she were able. She, mm-hmm. I can't get. I, I thought that maybe the sixth sense with what we talked about this a little bit was the way to start, yeah. and yeah. We, she's not willing so far. Uh, the most recent things we watched, we watched Sleepless in Seattle, and then a few days later, we watched The American President. Nice. Um, and she enjoyed that. And so I was like, when you're older, we can watch The West Wing. But like the very first episode of The West Wing is about a guy accidentally sleeping with an escort. And I didn't want to get into all that. <laughs> uh, so we're not going to watch that show yet. So I've never seen The West Wing there. Oh, my God. 
I know. This podcast is over. And not like not well, like um on purpose. You know, I just it just never happened. You know, it's all on Netflix. Or at least it was. Yeah, well, maybe mm. I'll get to it. Hmm. It's good. I, I, I felt like I jumped in late and I sort of was like, I can't, I want to start over. And then it was before the good times of streaming goodness. And I just never have gotten back to it. I've watched the series all the way through, I think three times. Wow. It's commitment. Yeah. Yeah, so I like it. Uh, fellas, holidays yeah. coming. Well, Lex, <laughs> so holidays are here. Yeah. It sounded like we're about to get to an ad read. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Guys, the holidays mm-hmm. are here and coming. And America is changing. Mm-hmm. And with it, we face numerous financial challenges. So Prudential and financial wellness expert Alexander Drain are traveling across America to learn more about the changing financial landscape in a new project they like to call the state of us. Drain, and you know this if you're a regular listener, Drain has devoted her career to inspiring people to lead healthier, happier, and more engaged lives. For more than 20 years, she's consulted with leaders and influential thinkers across the globe. That's one year for every uh, three that John Moltz has been alive. Join her as she partners with Prudential and they travel across the country talking to real people from the town with the longest lifespan to the town with the highest birth rate to the smallest town in America. Today, fewer than half of us believe we're on track to meet our financial goals. The state of us works to uncover the challenges getting in the way of financial wellness and teach us how to combat them. Because while our financial challenges may feel greater than previous generations, they are not insurmountable. To learn more about the financial challenges facing America, visit prudential.com slash state of us. That's prudential.com slash state of us. But John, you were saying that the holidays are upon us and approaching. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did say that. You having a good Hanukkah? Not tie in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So this is why I wanted to share this because this is this is an absolutely hilarious story. So Liz and I decided to go out for a a date night, which we don't often do. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And the local, our local go to like fancy. It's not really fancy, fancy, but it's a good restaurant. It's nice, and it's um, it's just good. Like it's a reliable restaurant so if there's a special event or like you know like we went there for christmas eve dinner we had liz's birthday dinner there it's very nice anyway they do a truffle invite only kind of truffle thing where you have to like you know book ahead and it's prefix and it's it's lovely but it's truffles and they go crazy with the truffles i mean it is it's something amazing it's a very expensive night but liz picked it up this year and um so while we were there she gets a text from her oldest that said, don't kill us, but we lit the menorah. And I looked up the Hanukkah monologue and we recited it. So I guess I'm, I'm Jewish now. Oh, That's welcome to said. the tribe. That's what she said. Like all this in the text. Now, they, every, ever since I've known them, they, you know, it's not like every night of Hanukkah we, it, it happens, but... The past couple of years, we've done pretty well with it. Anyway, so the reason she called it a monologue was because she's been auditioning for high schools, like specialty high schools in New York, and you have to have a monologue to audition. Mm, yep, yep, and, yep, yep. And um, since we don't really practice a religion in the house, uh, I just thought that was a lovely way to refer to a tradition. It was a monologue. Yeah. But they, yeah. but like, she's never Liz has never quizzed the kids on it. And last night, so this was a couple nights ago. This this out, out to dinner thing, and um, they last night they did it like they did it by themselves. She she only had to correct them a little bit. Why was, did they pre- preempt it with "Don't kill us"? Was it because of using there candles? There was actual fire. Yes, there was God, actual yeah. fire happening, and maybe that's the more um, 
pertinent part, or I don't know. I thought it was really charming that she would call it a monologue. I don't know why. Anyway, oh, um, I love that. That that um yeah, like they're not big on um. Like, I would have lit the candles, no problem. I would have lit all the candles. Like, whatever night it was, I sort of stacked them full and gone, you know? No. But they're, like, they're very um, rule-based, fairness-based. They're, it's sweet. Like, they haven't hit the, like, screw you parents, we're doing what you want. I mean, there's hints, but for the most part, they've been very, they're very good kids that way. And um, so I think they were just nervous that, you know we might not trust them because they, they lit candles of all things. And I'm like, guys, <clears throat> we had matches in the bathroom growing up. <laughs> we didn't want to ruin the ozone as fast as, you know, so matches were used instead of Febreze. And um, you got pretty good at handling matches at, at a wow. young age at my house. So. They're fine. Because of, all the, because of all the farting and pooping. Right. All the the farting Armstrongs and pooping are a, stuff, yeah. a odiferously mm-hmm. shitty family. Like, you should just be prepared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> well, we've been doing Hanukkah every night up in here. Uh, nice. Late those menorahs. I would expect nothing more. I would, yeah. Uh, in fact, so um, there's a, a podcast I've been working to uh, sign at the day job. And mm-hmm. I've been working with some agents out in uh, sunny Southern California. Mm-hmm. And they were like, uh, we like the deal. The host of the show would like to get a chance to talk to you. And so we've been going mm-hmm. back and forth trying to find a time. And finally, I'm like, hey, we could talk, meaning last night, we could talk tonight at some point, right? And here are different times that I could make work. And then I could see because of the way the bus was going and the way that they were going to, they were needing to find a time that it was going to potentially overlap with Hanukkah. So I get home a little bit late and I'm like, Guys, let's do these menorahs and open these presents as fast as possible because at any point my phone's going to ring and then I'm going to have to leave the Hanukkah celebration. And we do the menorahs and we do the presents. And then as soon as we're done, my phone rings. But the weird thing was it said there was a FaceTime call coming from the agent. (laughs) And so I'm like, FaceTime? And I answer it and there's the agent and there's the the person whose podcast I've been in negotiations with. And they're like, yeah, uh, the guy didn't have a service on his cell phone. So my creative solution was we could do a FaceTime group chat. Um, and I didn't get into FaceTime audio, which would be the move that I used. Um, but uh, so we're there on FaceTime. And I go to my So I actually see that uh, the, the talent uh, is with a kid. So I'm like, all right, so it's okay that my kids are here too. I'm like, hey, here's mine. We just did menorahs, whatever. Then I go to the office for quiet. And then we're talking and it's a good call. And then there's a knock on my office door. And I'm like, who could that be? And then it turned out it was Lauren saying, uh, there is an emergency involving Sierra. This was when Sierra had fallen and broken her wrist. Oh, my God. And, um, I, I have let Lauren know since. Like, if there's an emergency, you don't have to knock on the office. Or you can just come in. Like, and she's like, well, I don't yeah. know how important the call was, which I appreciate the sentiment of. But <laughs> there's no call that's more important than my daughter's broken wrist. <laughs> just, send the, just send the kids of that, that expert on North Korea in. <laughs> yeah, I ended up... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. I uh, I sent uh, a photo of Sierra in her uh, wrist immobilizer thing to the people on the call later, so they could see that I wasn't faking, or that I really went to great pains to fake it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a good liar. You should sign with us. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was a uh... kids, man. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're weird. Kids are weird. Kids are difficult. I, I, geez, I feel like uh, I should, I shouldn't say it. I, well, I, I, there's wood here. I'm knocking on it. Um, it. I, it's Hank hasn't had a, like a bad injury in a long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
the last the last one like that um was god it was a long time ago and we used, he used to have this little scooter that you know like you i can't even describe it but you'd sit on it and like you, know, you could wiggle the, the handle back and forth and it would scoot across the uh um floor oh, yeah. and um he was running after karen on the scooter <laughs> Karen was on the scooter and he's and you know, it's, it was like a chasing game that we used to play when he was little and he tripped and fell and he hit his lip on the back of the scooter and just like slashed it open and just blood everywhere. And, like, and so we, uh, we spent a whole bunch of time in the um, emergency room that night. And uh, I think Gruber pointed this out at the time, which I didn't even really notice until later because I put some pictures up on Flickr. And um, he had the shirt that he was wearing said, I heart dad. <laughs> and it's like covered <laughs> in blood. <laughs> it's like, like, nice shirt. That looks really great. Covered in blood. <laughs> I'd also like to know who bought the I Heart Dad shirt. Does that come from you? Did no, Karen bought, himself? That. Uh, Karen bought that. Just checking. But it's true. Uh, <laughs> this was the first broken bone in this uh, Friedman family. So uh, Mar- Marlo had, she broke her arm many years ago at this time of year. And um, it was a pain in the ass because of the coat with the cast. <clears throat> it was also on my watch, which I still feel horrible about because I made her take a nap while she had a broken arm. Awful. Didn't know she had well, a broken arm at the time. It's so funny that you say that though, because like Sierra is high drama, and so it's hard to know. Like, okay, yes, it hurts, yeah. but is this yeah. like right. ER level hurt? Yeah. Um, but there was something about it that made us convinced that it was. Um, I would. <laughs> oh, only Liam of my three kids has been hospitalized. Um, that was a long time ago. You guys, might, we might have been doing the show back then, but he had gotten dehydrated. Basically, he had, he had, he was sick, and he refused to eat or drink anything, and ended up getting oh. him into the hospital for IV fluids overnight. It's a long time ago, and he went from like looking like a dead baby. Yeah, to Hank not. spent Hank spent a few days in the hospital at one time. That was um, yeah, that was no good. Nobody liked that. We slept in the room with him, which was or or did not sleep in the room with him, as the case may be. Um, yeah, yeah. Because uh-huh. <laughs> there's like a little couch, and it's like a pull-out thing, and it's completely uncomfortable. And that is the one. Perk I think, they, three I, think I guess they don't want you to feel comfortable there. Right. They're mm-hmm. going to wake you up all night long anyway. Yeah. Um, right. Then no, they, yeah, the that's worst. the other thing. Right. They come in. They come in, um, and like check on them every few hours or so, and. And of course, mm. you know, he sleep, sleeps through it partially because he, he would, at the time he would have slept through anything, but he was also on medications. <laughs> when you have uh, three kids, one parent has to go home to be with the other two kids. So, yeah. Yeah. That we just had Grant and, and, and uh, at the, you know, we had the canary hooked up and we would watch Grant. And it was so funny because we were really worried about Grant because he had never really been uh, by mm. himself for that amount of time. And he was basically by himself for like three days I mean, we would go home and feed him and you know if we had the time we would take him for a walk um but uh he spent a lot of time by himself and it was just it was <laughs> at night he would we could see that he was like on the couch he would hang out and he would just like get up and wander around a little bit and then like when it was bedtime he would go upstairs he <laughs> 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 was just like well guess it's just me i'm going to bed <laughs> that's really funny i like that he kept the routine yeah um now you mentioned the holidays you mentioned the canary which frankly you got because they're a terrific podcast advertiser but uh, a gift you might be thinking about as you're thinking about holiday food is jewel sous vide jewel sous vide helps you make easy weeknight meals and delicious holiday dinners without stress or guesswork 
or stress work. From fried chicken to the holiday ham, popular Hanukkah, Jewel makes the best food you've ever tasted for any occasion. Cooking with Jewel is hands-free, so you can relax, watch the game, hang with the fam, hang with the or, ham. Or, or if you're Jewish, it's ham-free. That's right. Or perfect your pies while Jewel takes care of dinner for you. Jewel also comes with hundreds of step-by-step recipes and guides for endless inspiration. There's zero guesswork, so food is never under or overcooked. Cooking with Jewel lets you choose your perfect doneness, so it's better than a normal recipe. Steak, chicken, fish, rib roast, poached eggs, they all come out exactly the way you like them. Just be sure to save room for dessert. Uh, you know, Jewel Sous Vide, uh, you check out the website, you're going to see exactly how this product works. You're going to see what it looks like. And the recipes are, uh, first of all, tantalizing and delicious. Uh, the kind of thing you'd like to hear Usador read aloud to you. And then, uh, but, you know, not complicated. Jewel Sous Vide really does make it quite painless to make the food. To get yours... <laughs> You're yes, citing yeah. you're citing other podcasts ad reads during your ad read. <laughs> <laughs> to get yours, visit chefsteps.com slash jewel and use the code TTCA to get fifteen dollars off for limited time. That's chefsteps.com slash J O U L E. And the code is TTCA. Jewel, perfect food every time. Yes, I did. I did exactly that. Beautiful. Speaking of speaking of which, we're trying to we're trying to decide what to have for Christmas dinner. Mm. Which uh me over. <laughs> That's what you should have, is me over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're always welcome. Um, however, we don't know what we're having this year. Uh, I think when I was growing up, we it seemed like we would do turkey and then turkey again. A lot. Nice. We did turkey both times, I think, for the most part. Uh, and I have done that once or twice, but I don't mind a ham. I kind of like a ham. But um, lots of people in the family don't like ham, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know exactly what to do. And then we have then, uh, then we have Karen's parents coming too, so we have that to consider as well. I have a suggestion for you, John. Please, that's why I'm looking <clears throat> for help. Okay, so I don't know when this was. This was a long time ago when I lived in Salt Lake City and was married, and we had some house guests coming over during the holidays, and so we were we were also hosting um. We had, we had, it was a big year for for hosting duties, so I did a test run of a tri tip. Uh, there was a harissa mm. tri tip harissa h a r i s s a saucy kind of thing that you marinate the meat okay. in, and you bake it, and it's fantastic, especially if you do it right. It's amazing, um, and um, it's kind of like a roast. Right, but it's yeah. not because of the the harissa is so groovy, you know the, it's, and it's an unusual. It was just unusual and good, and everybody went crazy for it. Like huh. we made, there was one time we were hosting and we made two tri tip things baked up, one harissa, one non. The harissa was gone. Like everyone was just like, <laughs> so <laughs> okay. Two cents advice. There. Okay, because we did we discussed the roast, so um, I will uh, I will look into that. Yeah. Are you hosting a lot of people for Christmas? I think it's just so it's the five of us. I think it's Karen's parents God. and then us. Um, we had a lot of people here for Thanksgiving, and I think we're just going to, unless there's somebody who needs like a a place to go like Lex, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then uh, there might be somebody else. But I, for the most part, I think not. Have you considered kosher Chinese food as an option? <laughs> I was about to say that. It's I have the not. best. You know, we don't have good we don't have good Chinese takeout here in the north end of Tacoma, sadly. 
Uh, um, there's some good, really good places uh, on the south side of Tacoma, but it's like a, you know, it's like a half an hour and they don't deliver up here. So mm. Mm. sucks. Mm. Yeah. See, we have a Chinese around the corner, but the problem is, is that the um, Jewish per capita per square foot, mm-hmm. yeah, the Jewish population per square foot in, in this neighborhood is high. Right. So that means... Well, you got, you got to do what Lex does is like order it at like well, five yeah. in the morning. Yes. 100%. We've done that. We actually, yeah. I think she actually did it the day before, like Christmas Eve. <laughs> and yeah, I think Lex, you and I talked about this, right? <clears throat> when the time when John wasn't on the show, that one time. Anyway, yes. Yeah. yeah. I got there and like these people have been waiting for an hour and a half and they were furious. And it was like, dudes, <sighs> guys. <laughs> <laughs> you are, you know the drill right know your know your area it's yeah. the same every year <laughs> also stay in your lane <laughs> yeah yeah i uh i will be in israel over christmas this year because i want no, to be as right, close yeah. to the birthplace of jesus as possible of course mm-hmm. you do as and, we do i mean that's what well yeah. i guess but wait wasn't he born in Bethlehem. salt lake city no he was um, not born in salt lake city you're thinking about the adam the 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 garden, garden of eden, of eden. Yeah. yeah, was it Garden of Eden Missouri. Is in Missouri? Yeah, according to some Missouri, is that where it's yeah. supposed according to be? According to some Mormons, yes. According yeah. to the Book of Mormon. Uh, well, according to some interpretations of the Book of Mormon, I think uh, the Book of Mormon. A lot of archaeologists, a lot of archaeologists bo- would disagree with you. Yes, there would be correct, and and, and the paleontologists. Mor- right. Okay, so let's just hop into Mormon Corner quickly, very quickly. <laughs> Mormon Corner. Mormon Corner. <laughs> In the Book of Mormon, there's a way that land is described. Now, um, it's pretty clear that Joseph Smith, like, did not have a big education. And and when he wrote things, I think he just got into kind of a trance-like state, almost like a wizarding state, if we can just drop Mm -hmm. that reference in. Um, And um, he Was he a beta fish? mm, Possibly. And he Mm -hmm. would, uh, in one part of his brain, yes. And so he he would, they described... In the Book of Mormon, there's a description, and it's basically everyone thinks that's Central America, based on, <clears throat> excuse me, based on how how it's being described. It's, the land, you know, land mass is thin, and then there's ocean on both sides, blah blah blah, whatever. And so, people don't ask me why or where it comes from. I can't even remember. It's been too long since I've been at church, and I don't care. But people <laughs> interpreted <laughs> words of Joseph Smith and others to mean that that. The the location of the Garden of Eden is in Missouri, Jackson County, this, Missouri. Yeah. Yep. And well, possibly <laughs> wow. yes. And there's some crazy name that's like I don't know if it's I don't think it's anything like it's not Hebrew or you know Aramaic or anything like that. It's just random words thrown together, and I have no idea where it came from. But um, it's weird. Mormons are weird sometimes. Uh, the, uh, everything things. I know about Mormonism, I know from uh, a friend in college and sure. the Book of Mormon, the musical, mm-hmm. and you. Quote, quote mm-hmm. um, friend, yeah. But I know that in 1978, God changed his mind about black people. Yep. And that <laughs> well, he lives on a planet called Kolob. Kolob, yeah. Kolob. Kolob, huh. Kolob. K-O-L-O-B, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I know. And well, from what I know of the Kent. Bible, I think this makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense because my understanding is that there was, you know, first there was there was Adam, and then um, he, God made Eve, and when He did, He said, um, you know, I'm giving you Eve because Missouri loves company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there was a crossword puzzle clue that said if you want to read about love and marriage, you got to read two books. Um, 
That was an old guy joke. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Missouri loves company. I like it. That's um, good, John. I thought you might. Today. Thank you. Thank you all I for do. bringing it. So anyway, point is on holidays, I'm not ready at all. I haven't purchased mm. anything. Like zero well, pretty much plane done. tickets. Well, Going to Utah start. for the holidays? No, I'm doing the shuttle. I'm still doing the shuttle system. Oh, right. I have, I, so I, I fly Delta. That's my airline of choice. And I'm sorry. That's okay. It's trust me. I've flown others of them. Delta is the least worst. Mm. Um, especially because Disagree. of their club. disagree. But go ahead. Well, I mm, <laughs> I can get into. I think Alaska is the best. Hands I can down. get into the. Yeah. No, I've I actually had twenty dollar upgrade to first class on Alaska Air, so I cannot. Damn. And also Frontier, so I can't really. Anyway, point is, Delta has a Sky Room or a club, and it's easy for me to get into, and the other airlines are assholes about it. So True. there you go. Okay. Um, so yeah, and, no, I, don't, and, I don't go to that, that extreme. And free so. drinks and, um, you know, like a free That's what I do in the United Lounge. I love it. Big fan. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, point is, um, I, bought, I bought a single plane ticket for myself, which is the, the bookend, you know, like the loop. I, I buy a New York to Salt Lake and back, and I make that extend well past the holidays and well before the holidays, uh, I so see. that I have Smart. right. And then I buy the three tickets for me and my girls from Salt Lake to JFK and then back. And my I used miles for my ticket because it was going to be almost as much for Coach, not even Comfort Plus or whatever. For Coach, it was going to be almost as much as those three tickets combined. It was crazy. So I used, I used miles which is the second time in my life I've done that for a holiday flight. It was awful. And last year we flew to Palm Springs and it was like, it was so great. It was cheap actually. Anyway. Is there I, an I age money, which but, you think, do you have a sense of at what age you think your kids could fly to you solo without you? I think escalating? Lita is ready. 100%. I think Marlo's getting there, but I predict that it's going to be, it may happen this summer when Marlo turns 10. I, I keep talking to him about it. Because it's really expensive. And all the, the other thing is, is that Marla wants to go to longer camp, which means extra money also. And so it's sort of like, hey, hey, guys. Right. Anyway, I could, you know, that's like I, with the money I spent on tickets to bring them back and forth the times of the year that I do it. Uh, their mother and I split the cost in the summertime. But for anything else, it's me. And so like Thanksgiving or or uh, Christmas time, whatever, those are, that's all me. And I I could go out to Utah like three times for what I pay for these tickets and stuff. Anyway, it's wow. crazy. It's nuts. But I think Delta, like they did something. They're like, okay, you're, you're a solo flyer. Here's how much it costs during this time of year. Oh, you're looking for tickets with your kids. Okay, we're going to cut you a break. You know, we'll let, we'll, we won't charge you $800 for a coach ticket. We'll charge you 400 799 Yep. PS7. Yeah. No, that's, well, that's, that's good. But they did change on me when I was like, I went, I was on one browser and they like jacked the price when I went, I did a, you know, I cleared the search and went back and they upped the ticket and it was so stupid, such bullshit. Anyway. <laughs> it's great when you've like, I, and I don't know what triggers this. I, I assume it, it's got to be something that just works in their favor as well. But when you get that thing with the airline where you call them up and you think, oh God, I want to do this thing, but they're going to stick me and mm -hmm. I'm going to have to pay an arm and a leg. And then they're like, nah, you can do that. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. that's like when, when we, were, happen, we though, were in I Florida. Uh, God, was it the last time? Probably the last time because I think that's when Karen swore she was never going back to Florida. But um, <laughs> we were at Disney World and we we're like, 
don't we want to just stay an extra day? <laughs> isn't it, isn't it so great here that we want to stay an extra day? And so I was like, you know, without, we were like whispering it back and forth because Hank's in the room. Like, we don't mm-hmm. want to get him excited about it. And so she's like, okay, I'm going to call him. I'm going to call him. I'm going to step outside. And so she goes out into the hall and she calls on her phone and then she comes back in. And she's like, no charge. <laughs> like, nice. What? That's amazing. <laughs> Nice. You gotta be kidding me. Yeah. Yeah. When when the airlines do right by you, it's so nice, but it's because our standards are very, very low. Yeah, yes, they are. Yes. Uh, I, uh, I had a as you know, I had a flight over to uh to John Moltz's state uh a week or so ago. And I uh because of what seats were available, I was forced into economy plus in each direction, which I was just fine with. And it is hilarious how livable united economy pluses versus united economy united economy i sit in uh and do not fit oh man i i, I no. do not belong in those seats like there are mm-hmm. imprints on every part of my body by the time i exit the plane yep. uh, but economy plus is like oh this is how normal humans live like, this, this is how it is, used this is to be today right yeah yeah it's brutal it's awful and i'm the same way it's time and i have to now finagle i'm, I'm like i'm on the site every day trying to get upgrades because all those seats were sold out or so they said. And so I'm like, you know, every day I'm going to hit the site and try and get the upgrade because the girls love it because we have extra room to kind of spread out a little bit. But eh, it's easier now that they're a little older, though. But still, I've like the first time we flew together to New York, um, we were like row, you know, 35 or something. I was like, oh, my God, we're never getting on this plane. We were clearly <laughs> in the family section. But they, you know. They were good kids, but I think Hank is Hank. Was, Hank has always been a good traveler for the most part. I mean, wait, like I've said, he's way better than me. But he went through a phase where, when the plane got to the gate, he would want to jump up and run out. Like <laughs> he didn't understand why we had to sit there and wait for everyone else to get off the plane. Why can't we just like get up and start going? And we uh, we had to like <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. educate him. Yes, had in that. The, the fact yeah. that there is a there is a process here, and yes, it stinks because we're in the back of the plane. But um, right, right. Social contract is a right. good conversation to have at that point. Yeah. Very good conversation to have. Uh, so, uh, you guys, I assume. So, Lex, you're traveling. When do like is you are you there for a long time in your break here? Like, are you going like for many many weeks? It's so funny because I do not believe that this trip is happening. Although it is, I <laughs> I know none of the details. I can never keep it straight for more than a second at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will be gone for uh, eight years. Like I'm, I'm, I'm traveling over the course of nine days, but it only is seven days in Israel because of how long the traveling is. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Ouch. How do Ouch. you get? How do you uh, get there? London. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna fly through London Heathrow. Actually, yes, we're gonna go yeah. JFK to uh, to London, um, and then from London on to Israel. Uh, but we will leave at six twenty-five p.m. from New York. Mm-hmm. We will get to London at six twenty a.m. <laughs> And then we will leave London and get to Tel Aviv at 2.50 p.m. the following day. Uh, so we leave at 6.25 p.m. on the 19th, and we land at 2.50 p.m. on the 20th. That's when my house is robbable. I have no <laughs> <laughs> On it. On it. Got it noted. Thanks. I'm not going to rob you. I'm just going to, like, go over and watch some shows in the basement. I think I can figure out your AV pretty quick. Yeah, the, the, it's it's a fancy remote. You just push like watch TV or watch Roku. You'll be fine. Oh, guys, 
John, house it for me? I do. Um, not. Um, so, John, uh, you and I spoke last week about my my Black Friday special. Uh huh. Lex, I uh, I bought a television. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, it's an LG sixty five incher, and it runs WebOS. Oh boy. Wow. And um, I have to say, so far in the 27 hours that we've had it in the house, I'm impressed. It's a 4K ultra ultra high def, not what's it called? High, high dynamic or whatever it is. Yeah, one of those, whatever. Mm, sure. A lot of blacks, a lot of whites, a lot of range stuff. And <laughs> I was concerned that the 4K would be like, you know, you'd see jaggies on the video games and stuff, and it'd be gross. The TV refreshes at a reported rate of 240 um, hertz a second. Uh, most a 4Ks hertz. are 30 to 60. There may be a one Refresh until it hurts. Mm-hmm. But it makes a difference, <laughs> and I'm, I have to say I'm very pleased, especially for the money, because it's a mid-range television. I did not get OLED. But it, it's yeah. I'm very pleased. And the remote has a gyroscope in it and it does like a pointer lasery pointer thing oh. so you point the remote at the screen and you can work the interface that way if you choose it also has a mouse wheel scrolly thing on it too that's the thing i cheaped out on with the tcl that i got i, I decided to get the one that was just like the the, the ir remote yep. and yep. it's a pain in the ass um i'm i'm glad i spent as little as i did because i was not planning on buying a television at the time and uh, mm-hmm. the, our old one died and so i wound yeah yeah had to I get a new that. one so i wasn't it wasn't looking to spend any money <laughs> suddenly had yep. to spend a b- whole bunch of money mm-hmm. and so I, I i wouldn't say that i regret it but it is kind of a an annoyance particularly when you you know like you have to turn on the tv in order to get to the apple tv which does yeah you know, works 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 through wi-fi so it, it's like, oh, God, I have to constantly point this thing right at the television set. Yeah. The the one downside is that the apps on the TV, HBO is not included, but Showtime is. Very weird. That is weird. Um, but they've got like Netflix and um, Amazon Prime and Hulu, which is great, but no HBO. So anyway, it does have a Showtime app, which I thought was, you know, an actual app. But um, uh, so far, very pleased. I'm, I'm pleased with the speed of the interface. It does take a moment to boot, but I think it was installing an update when I booted it last time. So. Mm-hmm. But it also I turned talks... off motion smoothing because Tom, Tom uh, Cruise has <laughs> commanded that you turn off motion smoothing. Okay, I'll I saw that and I turned it back on because I was so annoyed with Tom Cruise doing that. <laughs> like, Tom Cruise, don't tell me how to watch television. <laughs> Tom. <laughs> what happened with that? What is, where is that coming from? So, when I mean, this? John Syracuse it's... for years has been telling people, uh, turn off motion smoothing on your TVs. When you go visit your family for the holidays, turn off the motion smoothing on your TVs because it's bad. I don't know why TV makes So, finally, he contacted it. Tom Cruise. And mm, they're like, okay. who's the sense. only person bigger than Syracuse? And the answer is Tom Cruise. <laughs> gotcha. The only um, action star bigger than Syracuse. Bigger than Syracuse, right. <laughs> He's got a history of amazing film work. Mm-hmm. Heist sense. films, mostly. Right. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. But, uh, but yeah, Tom says turn off motion smoothing. And he's not wrong, but he's wrong to try to tell me what to do. Sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, Lex, there's a little something we call free speech. And, you know, we got to give people. He was telling you, he was telling us from the set of Maverick, Top Gun Maverick. The sequel? The sequel to Top Gun, yeah. 
maybe they were doing dailies and the screen was shitty and they're like, turn off that bullshit, mo-, you know, like, yeah. And they had a whole thing twice now, like, twice now I've gone over to the TV to turn off motions just to make sure the motion smoothing is turned off. And I've ended up playing Breath of the Wild for a half an hour and forgetting. To turn off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For me, that's like, oh. I'm like, oh, as long as I'm over here, I might as well play a little Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I shouldn't play Breath <laughs> of the Wild. Half an hour right? later, I get up and walk away. I've never played a Zelda game. Um, I had never played a Zelda game either. Do you have to? I'm bad at geography. I'm bad at navigating. Can I handle a 3D world game? That's my oh, question. maybe not. Because there is a lot. Of, there is a lot of navigating in it. I mean, a lot I just, of like. Well, let me ask you this: because I got uh, Super Mario Odyssey, and I've only just started it, and it is clear to me pretty quickly. Like, I can do okay. Uh, but there are going to be times when I have to turn on that thing where it like tells you where to go. <laughs> like it's very clear to me. Yeah. There will be times when I have to do that. Well, Breath of the Wild is more like you you can just wander. Really, I don't. I got mean, it. If I can wander, I've got yeah. plenty of wanderlust, so I can right. figure that out. I, I mean, eventually, event, you know, if you want to progress in the game, you, there are certain places that you have to go to and certain things that you have to do, obviously. But uh, you can do them in any order. I, I, I'm basically the kind of person when I play those games where it's like, no, turn around. Please turn around. You want to go this way. Like, you know, they, they sometimes those games, I don't know if Breath of the Wild does, is have the little radar things in the corner. That's yeah, like, it has a radar just, thing. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I, I've spent a lot of time figuring out what do I do to make my thing go in the direction of that other thing? <laughs> I, if I could fix this part of my brain, I would. So if you people out there, and the, the, I doubt um, it, but if people thought that Lex was smart, you now the know shrine, the shrine finder, The Shrine Finder is going to drive you insane. <laughs> yeah. You might just want to turn that off because there's a little thing like it it bleeps. It bleeps when you're pointed in the direction of like you're close to a shrine and you're pointed in the right direction. And then and you have to try and figure out like you turn like in different directions and try and make it bleep more. And like that thing does drive me crazy because I will think I'm going in the right direction. And then all of a sudden the bleeps start trailing off. And I'm like, damn it. What the hell? Is is the shrine finder um, a merged word and camel cased? Uh, I don't TM. know. Actually, like I shrine, can't remember. Capital yeah. S, capital F, you know, Shrine mm-hmm. Finder, TM. Like, I can see that being I think a, just, I don't, I'm not even sure if I'm calling exactly the right thing, but. Uh, shrine Finder. That's <laughs> I what I thought was good. <laughs> Shrinefinder.net. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, Lex, um, have you yes, played Firewatch from a few years ago? The game? No, I saw that it's coming to the, uh, the Switch. Uh, yeah. So I was thinking oh, maybe right, I'll Switch. get it for the Switch. Um, it's a good game. That also, that, it is a good game, but it has a map that you can pull up. Yeah. And without question, it took me, a, I played it three times. I played it for myself. And then once with um, each of the oldest girls. By the end, I kind of knew where I was in the map. But that being able to pull the map up, I had, I had a command, or like a quick key I could just hit and the map would come up. I think they give me like M or something like that. And you, you tap it and there it is. Right. But yeah. um, I leaned hard on that map, and it would be like, "Oh, I'm going the right way," and I'm like, "Where in the hell am I?" I would be triggering. Yeah, weird I got, I got lost in that story. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I'm, you're not alone in the navigational thing. I'm just going to tell you now. You're not okay. Thank you. Well, Thank good you luck getting Israel. Yeah, the, the post-roll, uh, this episode of uh, Turning This Car Around is brought to you by uh, John Moltz and John Armstrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Thanks. And Ham.